And now... We in the east of England do not want for unique buildings. From the stark grandeur of the Sainsbury Centre for Visual Arts to the nearby UEA ziggurats rising from the morning mist like a lost brutalist Babylon. There's something for every taste. So, with your help, let's sort the wattle and daub from the steel and stone in... Crowd Sorcery. Let me take you to a land of wonder, of discovery, and strange natives who speak only in grunts and moans. For there, when the sun first rises in the east, and you leave your vehicle behind and begin the arduous trek, clutching the sacred yellow disc that marks you out as a friend, then, then you see them, shrouded in mist. The lost temples of a strange, outlandish and forgotten civilization. Their jagged design making them so distinctive, their halls marked with strange rituals called hangovers. Hangovers? This is thanks to John Nortcliffe, architect and director at Redhead Architects, who says the UEA ziggurats get his vote. Dr Catherine Gelbert-Thick of Acuity Limited says, For me, it's Ely Cathedral. Iconic, ancient, steeped in history and tradition, and a wonderful place for reflection, and totally beautiful. Closely followed by Bury St Edmunds and then Norwich. Peterborough Cathedral is my most favourite locally. Her first love is Winchester, but we're not going to go into that. And I do love Chelmsford too, she says. The smallest cathedral in the country. By now, you will have guessed that Catherine does have a bit of a passion for cathedrals. Agreed, writes Simon Hughes, Director of Property at Norfolk County Council. Ely Cathedral is so impressive as you head towards it across the fens, and you can only imagine how it must have appeared in the 1100s. A real monument, says Simon, to both faith and human ingenuity. Ah, Simon. Not for nothing is it called the Ship of the Fens. Saul Humphrey. Managing partner of Saul Humphrey LLP, chair of New Anglia Leps Building Growth Group and non-executive director, provides one single image. It features ten buildings, though. Saul says he was unable to narrow down his top picks and he suspects this might be cheating. I'll allow it. Uh, Saul names the Willis Towers Watson Building in Ipswich, King's College Chapel in Cambridge, the Angel Hotel in Bury St Edmunds, Oxborough Hall between Downham Market and Swaffham. And then we have... Norwich Castle, the Sainsbury Centre for Visual Arts, Goldsmith Street in Norwich, the Forum, and the River Wensum Waterfront, again all in Norwich. Which covers the whole region, so well done there, Saul. Finally, Saul chooses the Enterprise Centre at the UEA, which is also the pick of Tom Abbott of Green Easy, as it's a Briam outstanding building. Business development professional David Fieldhouse also faces Saul dilemma and says... Good question, Mike Rigby. It was. It was a good question. It could be Norwich Castle, but I'd have to go with Sainsbury Centre at the UEA and all the innovative design that went into it. Michelle Chambers, Business Development Manager at Chaplin Farrant, meanwhile, names Blickling Hall and says, A multifaceted architectural gem, which, when driving past, I can never keep my eyes on the road. So, one to think about in North Norfolk if Michelle ever offers you a lift. Finally, Matt Wood, experienced housing and leisure architect, 
names the hostry at Norwich Cathedral, or, if we're going even more historic, says Matt, the enigmatic St. Bennet's Abbey in the Bure Marshes. Thank you all for your suggestions, and there'll be another crowd sorcery coming your way soon. I'm Mike Rigby, and that's it for episode 37 of Eastern Promise. With me were Ben Hartley, head of Idea Space in Cambridge, along with Moti Tabulo and Anthony Quinn. Next week, we'll be making the journey over to Idea Space West to chat with tenants at the Hauser Forum. We'll also be gearing up for our first anniversary recording, a cast of thousands on, no, not the midnight train to Georgia, but the midday train from Norwich. Keep an ear out for that one. Top Gear has the Stig, and Eastern Promise has Engineer 49, a man who can taste sound. I once asked him what my voice tasted like. He said a meat and potato pie, northern in origin, packed in a fatty case, and full of dubious content. Hmm. Thank you as ever to him, and thank you too for listening. I'll be back next week, but until then, bye for now.